Hey guys, what's up? It's uh, me, Justin, and I'm here with Madison. Hello. And we are recording something we do from time to time called The Cutting Room Floor. This is when we have a message on a Sunday and there's like stuff left unsaid. It didn't quite make it into the Sunday morning message for time purposes, but we, we, we felt like we wanted to, to add to. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so Madison, yep. the, the message was about false... Well, it's kind of like false false teachers, but like more like a warning not to follow false teachers kind of thing. Yeah, it's like, it's like typical message of Jesus. The the Matthew chapter seven, he says, you know, beware of of false teachers. Uh, many will come like like you know the language used often is is wolves in sheep's clothing, mm-hmm. um, and he later applies it to all people. He says, you you judge a tree by its fruit, and you can judge people by their actions. And so we, we first half of the message we kind of looked at just practical relationships, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's friends, dating, what's the fruit? We use that as a, as a guide. What's the fruit? And really be, be careful with who you trust. Be careful yeah. with who you listen to. But he specifically is talking about false teachers. In the second half of the message, that's what we focused on, being really careful about who you listen to spiritually. Yeah. And so um, I'll, I'll just ask you this. Do you have any, do you have, like, who are some people that you listen to on a regular basis? That are false teachers or that yeah, aren't yeah. false no, teachers? No. no, 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 yeah. Who are some false teachers? No. Who, like, are there any, are there any podcasts? Are there any, like, uh, pastors? Yeah. I they, listen to um, that uh, Ask N.T. Wright Anything podcast. That N.T. Tom Wright. Tom is, Wright. But N.T., like N. Yeah. period, T. period. It's like an author name. Yep. And very, uh, very I listen fancy. to that podcast, too. It's a good, I think I told you about it. No, I don't yeah, think so. Did no, you? It was me. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, I, uh, thank you then, because I listen to that podcast pretty often, and uh, N.T. Wright talks exactly like the dad and Peppa Pig, and I can't not <laughs> picture the. It's just it's the same. It might, he good. might voice the dad yeah, and Peppa Pig. Yeah. Um, yeah. N.T. Wright's a very well-known biblical author, and um, listen to Tim Mackey. Tim Mackey, little Bible, Bible project. project. Yep. yep. There's a. Uh, it's more like a debate show, so it's not really like teachers. So it's it's a, a plethora of people people uh, called Unbelievable with Justin Brierly, and yeah, he just hosts it. And that's a British thing, right? Yep. Yep. On Premier Christian Radio. On Premier. Pre- Premier. Christian. Premier. Christian Radio. There you go. Okay. So I'm a Christian. A Christian. I um, listen to you. Aw. I have, so I listen to N.T. Wright too. I do the Tim Mackey stuff. And I also listen to, there's a pastor in Missouri named John Lindell that I've listened to for years. And um, he's just a really awesome Bible teacher. And, and I'll have a few other people. Are there any, when it comes to, and, and here's the reason we're talking about this. You know, we are like, we do pastor jobs. Mm-hmm. And yet we have people that we listen to. Over the years, what criteria have you, and maybe you've never verbalized it, but like mm-hmm. what criteria do you use to determine this is a person I should listen to on like a regular basis, this mm-hmm. is a person. Well, know. I think if it's constant current events where they're like constantly addressing recent drama in the news, I, I tune out of those people pretty quickly. Why is that? Because I can tell that they're just seeking a platform based on whatever is currently oh, I got you. Okay. dramatic in the Christian world. Like they're trying to like grab a hold of the coattails of whatever. Yeah thing is like outrage yeah there's like oh so so such and such pastor said this i need to address it such it's like hot takes i don't need hot take teachers i did a hot take like a week ago did you two weeks ago yeah on the whole like uh beth moore yeah i don't follow you well there you go well i listen to you in real life i just if you're on social media i've never no i just i posted a really quick uh like video and Mm. uh i'm sorry it's okay okay no 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 i'm just no, in general, when I subscribe yeah, yeah. to a podcast, that's why I think the following. only that's probably the only time I've done that in the last two years. But anyway, go and ahead. So sustained um, biblical like 
exegesis. Honest, honestly, it's what does like, exegesis mean? For it people? is is extra Jesus. Jesus. Extra Jesus? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's uh, e x e g. It's working as a scripture as a starting point instead of reading into scripture, which would be what intra Jesus. Intrigue. I, I, I don't know. know. Which, which is the way that we teach here at His Hands. Yeah. Now, like a lot of times we're going, and this is something that's kind of developed over time. We didn't always do it this way, but where we've, we've landed for now, and I, I don't see it really changing in the future or anytime soon, is I used to teach with the Bible, mm-hmm. and then I really got convicted. I needed to start teaching from Scripture. Mm-hmm. And what that means is rather than here's the topic, and we're going to incorporate Scripture into, into this, it was like here's the Scripture, Let's analyze what this says. And, you know, we, we went through the entire book of Ephesians last year. It took us about a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've been going through the teachings of Jesus this year for a lot of the year. In the last few months, we've just gone straight through Matthews 5, 6, and 7, the Sermon yeah. on the Mount. So that's exegesis. That's just yeah. scripture is the starting point. Let's dive into what it's And it's really important to do that because when you don't do it that way, you can pull a lot of different scriptures out of context yep. to have it you say miss, what you want. You miss the history of the moment. You miss the the context of even the conversation that was being had in the moment. Right. Um, so I listen to a lot of people that do that because it's really helpful to hear that done well yep. um, as I'm preparing for messages either on those specific scriptures or, mm-hmm. um, you know, just the Bible in general. Like, how do you um, preach the Bible well? And so for... Me and my role, it's really helpful to have people that are that are doing that well. Yeah, the ten minute Bible hour. They they have a podcast that I've been listening to. That's, you like that? Uh, pretty good. He's going through Matthew, just the book of Matthew, and he's like twenty episodes in, and on verse like five. And I'm like, how? Verse five of what? Of chapter one of Matthew. <laughs> he spent like ten episodes just on the genealogy at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I can picture that, but I'm like. But it's like those names mean nothing to me at the genealogy part other than Abraham. How long is each episode of the podcast? Oh, they're like eight minutes. Oh, okay, like, okay. They're okay. like 12 minutes. Okay, you good. Know? So my brain for a minute was <laughs> picturing like, like I, so I'm, I'm going through the book of Romans right now with you and, and some other guys. And I'm, as part of that, I'm listening to um, a pastor who's gone, who goes through the entirety of the book of Romans. And I'm in Romans chapter six right now, but I've probably listened to, I don't know, 20 hours of content about just that and for some reason i was picturing that link <laughs> it being like just a deep 20, dive 20 hours of the first five verses of matthew just seems like uh not overkill i guess i mean it's but possible it's weird yeah so so you you really have you lean into people who really take teaching scripture seriously mm-hmm. i think and um you know i just so you know like i've got other people i listen to that that's really not what they like they're they're not they're not necessarily like doing exegesis, so to speak, or, or going right through scripture, um, they are more topical, Yeah. but I've, but I've listened to them long enough to know that their perspectives are, are, are biblical. Yeah. They're like, and so that's really important to I me. Mean, and I think that, you know, if you're listening to this being like, oh my gosh, these guys are just so caught up on the Bible because I know a lot of times, honestly, I know a lot of times right now in sort of modern Christianity, the Bible is sometimes like maligned from within the church. Mm-hmm. And you'll even see things that like, like, uh, someone posted a, a a thing on Facebook. It was a church sign that says, I don't want a biblical world. I want a Christ-like world. And I get what they're saying. Because, they're, but, well, no, I get what they're saying. Because, I mean, to, there, there's a lot of things that are like... False teaching. <laughs> false teaching. My right. alarm is just I know, going off. No, no. Like, there's a very narrow meaning to that that yeah. I would agree with. Yeah. Which is like, slavery we, is biblical and that it's a thing that happened in biblical right. times. So and is like, murder. And, and the, the law, like having this... this uh, approach to God where you're having to sacrifice animals 
is biblical because right, the Bible right, records it. Right. And so if you're saying, I don't want... I don't want a word that looks like that. I get yeah. it, but I don't think that's probably yeah. what that, that thing is saying. That sounds like um, somebody who's never read the Bible before. No, it's such, like, a, it's such <laughs> like a... It's one of those statements that sounds deep, but it, it, it is not deep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's a, like... It, it's, cl- a, it's clever. Yeah. It's clever, but it's not... And people will be like, yes. There's a little forum post that uh, is called, I'm 14 and this is totally deep. <laughs> it just posts pictures No, and people will read like that and be like, yes. And I want to I respond. I never do respond. Um, to that because I, I like a lot of times I'll start typing up a response and I'm just like this isn't going to be helpful to anyone yeah. and I just don't um, but yeah yeah so we, we have people we listen to here's what we're trying to say we have people we listen to but we have to be careful about that and the reason the, 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 the Bible is such a basis for us and this is actually something we're going to talk about in a message in a couple weeks is I just want to know whoever's whoever's talking to me I want to know what are their views based on mm-hmm what are the, what have where have they gotten this information, um, and what has shaped their thinking? Because a lot of people um, are their own. Like I, I have a, here's a filter I use. I mentioned this in the message. Don't listen to someone who is their own favorite theologian. Yeah. Um, I don't want to listen to someone who like to learn reads their own book. That doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? But there are people who teach, and it's like it, this is not this is not careful examination of scripture or even, this is just like, this is their thoughts. Mm-hmm. And that's fine, there's a place for that. Um, but I believe that God's word is, is more powerful than just the ideas of some 40 year old. Yeah, and, you know? and I think the, the idea of false teaching assumes that something is true. And I think what you think is true like really depends on like, where, like what your worldview is based on. Um, so if you're in the secular humanism worldview of just human is king human i decide what is best for me i decide the the scenarios i decide everything it's like well then nothing is true and nothing can be false teaching yeah. and it shouldn't be avoided because that's just their truth um well i'm glad you said that that'll actually be a good segue because so far this has been just kind of stream of consciousness and something i mentioned in the message that i i basically said we don't have time to go into all of this is that we have to understand as jesus followers that we, we, as followers of Jesus, we have, we have accepted what is commonly referred to as the gospel, the, which is the good news, the message of Jesus. I heard a pastor say this really brilliantly, that uh, sometimes the good news gets boiled down to good advice, mm. and the gospel is not good advice. It's not like, here's a few tips for, for better living. It's, it's like news is saying something has happened, and because this has happened, everything is different. And that's, that's what the good news is. The gospel is the message that because Jesus did what he did, died on the cross, rose from the grave. <coughs> and you could even boil that, came to earth, you know, mm-hmm. because, he, because he was born as a person, died on, lived the life he lived, died the death he did, and then rose to life again. Uh, that has changed things. Mm-hmm. And the message of Jesus is, is very unique, and it presents a worldview, like you said, a way of looking at, at the world and the way of looking at people that is actually very counter to the, the, a lot of the typical <coughs> cultural ways, but we don't always recognize that as Christians. Right, and... and, and a worldview being something that's cohesive and all-inclusive. So, like, we believe that the, the story of Jesus includes any aspect of being a human. And so you can't compartmentalize, like, some aspect of, like, oh, well, I believe this about that, but then I believe the Jesus way on this. Right. It's like, it's, I have such a hard time with um, teenagers <laughs> because they're very uncomfortable with worldviews or even embracing a worldview because it acknowledges that there um, has to be some logical consistency to 
to how you think about everything, and right. that's just very and hard they, and as a sort of, human. And they kind of just want to do everything on like case by case, case basis. by case basis. And my, Madison, by the way, is a youth pastor. He loves yeah, he yeah. loves teenagers. Spends all of his time like hanging out with students and teaching them. But one of the difficulties with kind of modern youth culture is the inability to just call a spade a spade. Just yeah. say that is bad. Right. Well, it's not bad for. It may not be bad for that that's, person. It's like, it might well, be bad for me, but not for them. Yeah. There's it's a like, lot of yeah. Okay. But that's that's very much rooted in a worldview of relativism. Mm-hmm. So let, let's just talk about this a little bit. So what I'm saying is is this idea of of worldviews. There's this. I know. What's the name of that video game that was popular years ago? Katamari. Katamari World Domination or whatever. Katamari Damas. D- it, it's know. a weird word, but it's this game, and you play as this like little. You start off as this little dude, this little dude. and you just like roll around. And as you roll around, you pick stuff up, almost yeah. like a, like like lint, you know, <laughs> like you're picking. But then the the, the, lint, the lint ball gets bigger, and it starts. And then by the end of the game, you're like picking up buildings because, yeah. Well, that's how philosophies and and views about life work. Is as history has gone on, people have sort of picked up some stuff from like Plato. Very few people realize how much they believe about life is actually like from the teachings of Plato mm-hmm. and Socrates. You know, and then you have you have Jesus, and and then but then other people come along, and you mentioned you know the kind of uh, whatever is the current mm-hmm. outrage you know of of the day, and so maybe it's socialism, or it, there's a lot of isms, mm-hmm. and a lot of these isms are the product of thousands of years of, of human thought, and kind of picking this up from here, picking this up from there. That actually becomes kind of a dangerous thing when it comes to our faith, because Jesus spoke in very certain terms. And I love that, you know, scripture ends with this, this warning about not... Don't not, change this book. <laughs> yeah, not, not taking away and adding to. Um, and, uh, and even if you're someone who's like, some people would argue, well, that's just the book of Revelation. It doesn't mean all... Okay, fine. Um, Jesus spoke in very certain terms. And, and he presented a way of looking at life and the world that's different. And if you want, by the way, if you want the most cohesive from Jesus's own mouth way of looking at at the world, read John chapter three. Jesus has a conversation with Nicodemus, and in, who's a who's a religious teacher in his in his area. And in this conversation, Jesus lays out the the gospel, mm-hmm. um, and that's where we get John three sixteen, which is you know for God's love the world that came. Out. But we get a lot of other stuff for, from that too. We get you know early early in that conversation, he says you must be born again uh, if you want to enter the kingdom of heaven. And, and whatever's born of flesh is flesh. Whatever's born of spirit is spirit. So we have the idea of spiritual birth that happens through putting our faith in Jesus. And then, he, you know, toward the end of that, verse 36, uh, and he's actually in a different conversation at this point, but the same chapter, he says, you know, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever doesn't believe in the Son is, is under the wrath of God. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he speaks in very certain terms. And we have to be really careful about allowing other philosophies to... to to sort of attach themselves to our faith. And, and we, we don't want to create a cocktail out of Jesus and um, other, other ways of thinking, which is, by the way, the normal, it, it right. happens unintentionally. It's like, I, I, I'm an American living right now. There are things I was taught are true that I just assume are true that I haven't really even questioned. And when I become a Christian, I, I blended some of those yeah. things together. Is there a way to like get practical without calling people out too much? I think it's it's easy to say that there are philosophies that have invaded Christianity or philosophies or worldviews. And there, is, is there a specific example? Um, because it comes piecemeal. Because you don't realize that a different philosophy has invaded your worldview until you see um, a behavior in your life that is like, yeah. oh, like... I mean, I, I, think, I think it would be really... Here, okay, here's what I would say to that, practically speaking. It would be really helpful if people 
spent a very small amount of time studying, you know, what, what are the, what are the prevailing worldviews of my culture? Mm -hmm. So if you're an American, you are, you've, you have spent the last 30 plus years in a secular humanist society, secular meaning no, no divinity, right? Um, and humanist essentially just humanism doesn't say people. Okay. That's funny. Cause like humanism at its core does not say that people are good or bad, but what it does say is that humans have all that they need inside of themselves to be good. Right. Mm -hmm. And so within us is the infinite possibility of being as, as good as we can be. So humans don't need God because humans have everything that they, that they right. need. Um, so humanism, there's some fruits from humanism and we live in a humanist culture. And like one of the, like, here's a great one, be yourself. Um, that is an adage that is going to be plastered onto uh, bumper stickers and inspirational posters in elementary school classrooms. And most mm -hmm. of it, if I said, hey, you just got to be yourself, almost everyone's going to nod and agree. So I was talking to this kid yesterday um, at the gym playing basketball. He's a really good guy. And I said, you know, a lot of, he's, he's a Christian and we were talking and I said, you know, a lot of, a lot of people have bought this, this idea of Christianity, which is God loves you exactly the way you are. And he wants you to be yourself and learn to love yourself. Mm. And it's like sort of, right. that's a blending of humanism and Christianity. God yeah. loves you exactly, he does love you exactly the way you are. And he wants to totally change who you are. Right. Because that's the language of scripture. Jesus says, anyone who wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. Um, anyone who belongs to Christ is a new creation. The old has gone. It's not that we become a Christian and we just become finally comfortable in our own skin. Right. But humanism elevates humanity to the place of, of importance. And so in humanism, being yourself is the ultimate thing mm -hmm. you can be because mm -hmm. you're, you're the divine thing, so to speak. And a lot of people have taken humanism and they've unintentionally, not even like subconsciously, blended it in with their faith and they've kind of created this like mashup. Yeah. Um, Which even with that be yourself, it stands like no tests because you go in in five years do you want to have grown a lot right and everyone goes yeah well you want to have overcome this struggle that you have right now yeah it's like so would yeah. embracing that struggle and being more yourself help you to reach that goal or would it right. hinder you from reaching that goal yeah it's, it's, like, it's a it's a lazy worldview because like a lot of people go to jail for being themselves <laughs> you know what i mean yeah and rightfully so so it's like one of those like but i was just being me well, you shouldn't have. <laughs> and our culture will also say you got to be yourself. You also have to discover yourself oh, and find yourself. Yeah. Well, how can I, how can I discover my, if, if I can't, if I don't know who I am, how am I the authority on determining who I am, right? Mm -hmm. And that actually brings up another one. There's an idea called Gnosticism, which was, uh, a, a, it's G-N-O-S-T-I-C, that's Gnostic. Mm -hmm. So Gnosticism. This is, an, Gnosticism is a really ancient uh, Greek worldview that, early in the church's history started to seep in and the, and the church leaders were like, nope, no, mm -hmm. no, 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 no. And one of the things about Gnosticism is the idea of like special knowledge. I went into yeah. this a little bit in the message. It's like God like zaps some revelation to you and only you right. that then acts as doctrine for other people as well, correct? Because yeah. there's, there's the Holy Spirit which can help us discern things that are for me and only right. me, but it doesn't act as some new doctrine that contradicts the word. This is like and, new and, revelation can come. Right, and, and I am the sole authority on it right. because I have it. And so, and, and this is a very, very politically charged example. And just know, I'm not saying anything more than I'm saying on this. <laughs> I can give a less politically charged example if What you would want. you give? Mormonism. No. That's still politically charged? No, I just don't want to talk about that. Okay, let's move on. No, 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 I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm not, hold on. I'm trying to think my brain. Let's do this. Let's All do right. this. 
Um, no, say what you're going to say. Well, I was going to say transgenderism. Yeah. Because, um, because in transgenderism, and again, I'm not saying anything more than I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not a psychologist. I think you're saying I'm more not, than no, you're I'm saying not. by not saying more than you're saying. No, I, you ha- when you talk about this stuff nowadays, you just have to say, I'm saying what I'm saying, and I stick by what I say. Great. Today. All right. Um, so transgenderism. The idea there is a person, which by the way, I know people that, that that's their experience. And so I'm not, yeah, okay. You're I should saying what I'm you're saying. saying what I'm saying. It's where a person says, I, I am something that no one else can perceive that I am, right? And so if I said to you, I'm a girl, well, it's like genetically you're not. You could mm-hmm. test that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, genetically you have the DNA of a, of a, of right. a man. And anatomically, you're, you have the parts of a man mm-hmm. and all of these things. But, but in our culture, which has really bought into to Gnosticism, but I say mm-hmm. that I am. Mm-hmm. And therefore, because I am the authority of myself, um, and now you have to submit to my doctrine, my doctrine <laughs> yeah. about who I am. Yeah. And I'm, look, I'm just saying that's Gnosticism. That's the idea that I, I hold special knowledge that even if no one else can verify it, Mm-hmm. It is true because I am the authority. I'm the I'm the the knower of this knowledge, and and like, what's hard is that doesn't line up with our faith. That 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 mindset doesn't line up because our faith is a submission to God, mm-hmm. where He is the one that tells me who I am, yeah. and He is the one that has authority to. It's His knowledge, not mine. And it's and I surrender to that, but but if you become a Christian and it's like, well, this is just me, and I'm the one who determines right. that I'm me. That's that's not. Well, it's you surrender to that, and then you're also given authority to um, subdue your own body, like with your own desires and your own right. um, everything. Right. And so whether it's um, the desire to do, I don't know, to like spend every Saturday night at the at the bar or whatever, it's like, well, your Christian freedom in Christ gives you the ability to say, I don't need that. I don't need right. to. I'm not a slave. To I'm not a slave to my. Flesh. I'm not a slave to my flesh. I'm yeah. not a slave to fear. I'm not right. a slave to urges, desires. I can tell myself no, hmm. because my spirit is not under the authority of my flesh. Yeah, that's that's a that's a Christian view. But but yet in our culture, the phrase, "Well, I was just born this way. This yeah. is just who I am." That's you know accepted. And I think what we just have to be careful about as Christians is to say, hey. Do I actually believe the gospel? Do I actually number one? Do I know it? Do I know what the the core message of scripture is? The and some of the some of the assumptions that that mm-hmm. message. You know, like the, when Jesus says you must be born again. Well, there's a core assumption there that something didn't go right the first mm-hmm. birth. Because mm-hmm. why why do you need to be born again? Yeah. And he says, well, because you were born of flesh. Now you need to be born of spirit. And and if I say, well, I was born this way, and that's a good thing. I'm not saying everything about our birth yeah. is bad. Um, but if I'm always appealing to, well, this is how I am, I'm not appealing to a redeemed version of myself. I'm appealing to that under, it's mm-hmm. just not. And I think, honestly, I think that the, the church is doing an okay job talking about, yeah. about this personal dynamic. There's other like corporate, more, more wholesale, um, false teachings. Like one, one that I was just thinking of that we could potentially move on to. And if we don't want to talk about it, we don't have to, is the, the idea of like, the church is an American institution. Oh, no, I'm actually glad you said that. Yeah. So patriotism. Yeah. I would view patriotism as another ism that like humanism. I would do humanism, Gnosticism, <laughs> relativism, the idea yep. that there is no 
and, and a lot of these blend together. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Over yeah. time, they've, they've merged and they've influenced each other. Relativism, the idea that there is no absolute truth, which is an absolute truth if it is true, which is right. funny. <laughs> um, and, and patriotism is an interesting one because that's a sneaky one, right? There's a lot of people who are like American Christians, yeah. but the American comes first. Yep, and it's like it's like it's like pro gun, pro God, pro wall, and you're like, right. why? Like, right. why are those all mixed together? It should now, be like like God. I'm, I'm somebody who has uh, I'm definitely pro God. Yeah, and I don't own a gun, but I support other people's rights <laughs> right, to right. own guns. And so, but but the point is, but it's like oh, you took the American flag off the stage. Not that we had an American flag on the stage, but right. churches have American right. flags on the stage. And, you know? Yeah, and well, obviously, as, as Christians, we're commanded to. Uh, Pray for our nation. Mm-hmm. We're commanded to uh, support our leaders and pray for our leaders. That comes from Scripture. By the way, that didn't begin with America. When when that was written, it was when like Nero was the the it was it was people when were sawn in half. Yes, like, and after. he's saying pray for your like pray for your leaders. Yeah. These leaders were actively persecuting them. But the point being that a lot of people have have taken American values. Um, which, by the way, might might some some of which are really useful in society and really mm-hmm, good, mm-hmm. but whenever whenever okay whenever Jesus comes back and remakes the world, it's not just going to be like America. Yeah, <laughs> he's not going to just make the whole world America. Right. right. It's like America will no longer exist. Yeah. And his kingdom is is other than that. So so any ism that we allow to like blend with our we just have to be really careful. Um, some, it, some things are made stronger by blending. Like you can make an alloy out of two metals and it's yeah. a stronger version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but most things are made weaker. But like if you take alcohol and pour a bunch of water in it, it's weaker. If I Well, yeah, and, and your faith shouldn't be tied to the current goings-ons of the American government, of, of the world. It's like if your faith is that wishy-washy, it's like you're probably not believing in an all-powerful, infinite God. You're probably right. believing that the current political situation is what's going to save you yeah so there's a lot of freedom actually in in knowing that you don't have to have that patriotism thing be the defining factor of your faith yeah so if you're a christian um it's like don't don't let your politics trump (laughs) (laughs) trump your uh don't let your politics trump your your faith or even shape your faith Mm. your faith should shape your politics not the other way around right um and and be a person of conviction, and it's fine to have strong, it's fine to have passionate political leanings. It's fine to have those things. It's it's that's that's great, um, unless you're a jerk all the time about it. Yeah, but <laughs> but again, and I think what this boils down to is the idea of, of what's core to your life. Hmm. The gospel message, if you really believe it, it has to like displace other things. It doesn't play nice with. Like, like uh, and an obvious example would be, like, sexism. Um, it's funny that some people will use the, the Bible as, like, a sexist thing mm. because the gospel so clearly displaces sexism. Yeah. And here's why we know that. History. Yeah. Because the nations in which the gospel has taken root and hold happen to be the nations where women have the most civil rights, the mm-hmm. most freedom, the most equality with men because the gospel message displaces the idea that some people are more important than others. Right. Um, to really accept the message of Jesus, it requires a displacement of other ways of thinking because it, it's so absolute in its terms. Yeah. You know, Jesus doesn't say 
hey, you know, a good thing might be to consider, I don't know, maybe being like born again or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you want to, but yeah. you know, it's all cool if you don't. Every, every, you just gotta be you, man. And he says, <laughs> there's no longer Jew and Gentile, but if you guys wanna stay in those separate groups, you're fine. Yeah, you're cool, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. No, he says, you must be born again. Um, and that's just, that's what I love about Jesus. He, and also what I get to struggle with with him mm-hmm. is he doesn't, he does not leave a lot of wiggle room. Um, you know, and we, we have to deal with that. So those, those philosophies, those false teachings, be really, really careful with, with listening to anyone who, and usually it's by, because they're trying really hard to please people, be popular, even just like say incendiary things that are mm-hmm. like going to get a big buzz or whatever. Or they just want, they, they, they might even do, be doing what they think is the best intentioned thing. Sure. That's absolutely and true. And they, they may have been fooled, They're misguided. fooled by things too. Yeah. And so. so, so the idea there is, is I guess, know the gospel, know the message of Jesus. Um, you know, the Bible project, I, again, we, we point them out a lot. They, they are just a phenomenal resource for really anyone, regardless of where you're jumping in your faith. Um, but if you know, if you really know the gospel, learn to recognize, okay, well, what other philosophies have shaped? I mean, it, this is literally like a 30-minute Google search. Mm-hmm. What are the core philosophies that have shaped, you know, the culture that I'm part of? Mm-hmm. And, and, a, and a little bit of, of, of research there, you'll see it. And when you see it, it's like you recognize, oh, mm-hmm. this isn't the gospel. This is, this is humanism. Mm-hmm. And I, gotta, I, gotta, I don't need that. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I think that's all I really have to say. This probably could have been said much shorter. Yeah, but, you but know. Cutting room floor. It's just that's, a conversation. That's what it is. All right. You so, got to go, don't you? Yeah. Where are you going? Meeting. I have a meeting with a counselor. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. You sure? Counseling is healthy. I know. I do. I have a meeting with a counselor every Tuesday at 1.30. Nice. As of the time nice. of this recording. I don't need it every week because I'm not that messed up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I need it. She told me that I have to start coming in twice a week. Is that, oh, gosh. Is that bad? Three times a day. Like, <laughs> Is that bad? I thought that was like I was doing great. It was like a... <laughs> bonus time. Bonus time. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. All right. Hey, thanks for listening. Um, this is The Cutting Room Floor and His Hands Church and anyone else listening to this, we love you guys. Bye.